Lisa and Shoshana are not experts at anything except maybe living their own lives. And even that, well, get a therapist. We all need therapy. Even me. Kidding. That was like, uh, that was the uh, AGO immersive version. Yeah, that is, I didn't tell you this yet, <laughs> but um, you know the people who make that bong at the beginning of movies? Yeah. They contacted me and asked if they could put the two girls show in instead of that. No, you're when the Well, HBO and it. Netflix, they have their own little. Yeah. Dong, dong. Yeah. Which uh, Netflix stole theirs from Law and Law Order. Order. Right. right. And so I was asked to create one, mm -hmm. and I did, uh -huh. but it was tossed. Oh. So, that, anyway. Well, that's uh, too bad. Um, Onward and upward, as they say. And so far, upward is pretty close to where I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I would like to say we have a guest with us in the closet. Only well, our then second why don't you guest. say it? I did. I am. It's only our second guest ever. It's a small closet. Besides... Our, our usual guest, which is caffeine. <laughs> Always with us in our hearts and really in our hearts and too much. And also a lot of heart palpitations. Yes, hearts, hearts, uh, hearts. Hearts and work on that valve. Um, but today our guest is Julie. Yeah, Julie, who uh, is a dear friend of ours who had, we met a about a year and a half ago now yeah. at a retreat we went to. And just, it was such an, uh, Julie won my heart by proclaiming it a magic slumber party. <laughs> and then I found out that what she'd actually called it was a tragic slumber party, oh. which is even better. But um, that's a happy hearing accident. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Julie is now going to work with us on this podcast. Yes. So we welcome Julie not only today, but to all days in a sense, because she's going to be helping us uh, produce it and... Um, that was a very Jewish welcome. We welcome Julie not only today, but to all things. And we also would like to rewrite Julie's name in the Book of Life for next year. <laughs> Good luck, Julie. Good luck. And she's going to empty her pockets into the river of last year's uh, issues and grievances. But uh, for today, it's not Yom Kippur. Wow. What? <laughs> it feels like it. Well, Julie was once married to a Jew... Lee. No. <laughs> so she can she gets me in a different way from both sides now. Thank you, Joni Mitchell. Oh, jeez. Okay. Junie Mitchell. Okay. Ah. So, ladies and gentlemen, both of you, please welcome to the show our dear friend Julie and our new producer, Julie. Julie. Same person. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hello. I Just love get that a, I'm a one name. You're one. Yeah. I love that. We well, protect the names of those who are innocent. From and I'm kind of like Beyonce. Yeah, that's all we need to know is, and is Julie. I know. I always thought Jesus should have just stayed with Jesus, but he went with his full name. H. Christ. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. Let's do this. Okay. So I'm introducing our theme today um, by telling a short story, which will lead into it. Should we sit down on the floor or cuddle up in each other's it's arms. It's not that anything. long. Okay. Stop All it. Right. So 
the claws to get in a little snooze. Sorry. <laughs> that the the closet we are speaking in today mm-hmm. is a matching closet to the one next to it. So the one next to it is my closet full of my clothes and jewelry and nothing else. Just in case you're thinking about breaking in and stealing some bucks. <laughs> and thieving. There's nothing in it. This closet was the closet that my ex used for his clothes. Mm. Thank you. Mm. And... What this closet is an example of is what our theme is, which is transmutation. Beautiful. Thank you. So it's an idea that you take a great amount of pain and it hurts and it punches you and it takes your breath away. And then you create something new with it. And that's what this closet is, transmutation. I've taken this place that was his, full of his suits, that reminded me of all awful things and all and all that he was. And, um, I mean, he was more than just what was – there were good things about him, in case anyone's listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – and I took this closet and I made it a space of uh, art, mm-hmm. healing, uh, camaraderie with my friend, a place where I laugh and cry and edit and and um, search and find myself. So amazing transmutation. Yeah, uh, I think um, the interesting thing about transmutation is that it's being able to transmute grief um, relies on your ability to process your grief, but also to draw on your experiences of good things, right? Yeah. To get to the next level. So in a sense, the Alan Thicke had it right when uh-huh. he said, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the facts, facts of, of life. life. The, the facts, facts of life. life. Yeah. But then he gave birth to that son who said, all models tops off. I'm going to make a video. <laughs> yeah, well, that's some of the stuff that, you know, blurred needed lines. to be transmuted. B- blurred lines. Yeah. But what he meant was blurred boobs because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perhaps I've given a poor example of <laughs> no, brought up a topic no, that is you didn't. controversial you, and problematic. You did well. And may I change it and say that the son cannot blame the father. At a certain point, he has to own his own crimes. That's true. Yeah. And from that bad video, we got, um, well, the song is actually quite good. It's a fun song. I, I, ju- I just heard that. a little bit of it last night, weirdly. No. Came up. Yeah. And I was like, just dancing to it. You nailed it. Don't talk about how I was dancing. Okay, wait. My elbows out. But I remember that it was quite a bop. Didn't he do it with Schmuck and You? Didn't they write it together, him and Schmuck and You? What's the guy's name? Pharrell? Yes! Yeah. That's why she's getting the big bucks. Yeah, Pharrell Williams. <laughs> For real, Pharrell. But, and we got Pharrell out of that. Yeah. yeah. And there was one more guy. I think it's T.I. I think there's three of them. Huh. Anyhow. Well, it is a song that existed before, right? They mixed something. Oh. Yeah. What song was it that they... Wow, we were on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this is how tangents are born. So maybe... <laughs> um, Anyways, write to us if you can remember the name of that song. <laughs> so maybe each of us could think of 
I've given mine this okay. closet. So you're off the hook, right? Yeah. I came up with the hook and I jumped right off it. <laughs> Just like Rocky did with the meatpacking plant. He took his job at the meatpacking plant where the big cows were hanging on hooks and he used it as a training place because he didn't have a lot of money and he punched the meat. Yeah. And he learned how to punch. And then Apollo Creed was like, where's this guy training? Yeah. In the back of a freezer truck. Yeah. So amazing. Trans- use what you have. Use Transmutation. Yeah. Transmutation. And use every bit of the animal. Right. Right. It's slow cooking. Not just to eat, <laughs> but to punch it first. Sorry, vegans. Sorry, vegetarians. <laughs> and sorry, cows and pigs. And sorry, cows and pigs. Yeah. Most sorry, yes. cows and pigs. Yes. So right now I'm teaching a bunch of people uh, improv. And all of these people have can you speak sorry all of these people have anxiety um and i wanted to teach people with anxiety because i have such a Mm. i have it myself and i i have a child who has anxiety i mean i couldn't swing a cat and and not hit like 10 people who have anxiety in my world sorry vegans sorry vegans and vegetarians and also cats um (laughs) And so I wanted to uh, to work with people and and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. infiltrate them. I also have anxiety, but not to the sense that I won't get up on stage or won't like. Mm-hmm. That's how I've chosen to fight my anxiety: is to be in front of people and perform, or you know, get in front of this microphone and talk. And that's how I mm-hmm. process my anxiety. Um, Within this class, I'm finding that people are bringing me techniques that I can use in dealing with my daughter who has anxiety. And uh, I'm also recognizing that I've created a place where everybody can be Mm. fallible. Everybody can make mistakes, which is sort of like a beautiful way of transmuting that anxiety of you know, performing and anxiety of being watched to create a space where people can fail spectacularly, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think of that as a kind of transmutation of anxiety mm-hmm. to see, like, the thing we're afraid of with anxiety is that we will fail. Right. And so we've created this place where the objective is to fail, like, ah. over and over so and over So you've taken again. the thing... That is the problem, and you've transmutated it into yes, something we've else. we've created it as the solution, and all of these little mm-hmm, offshoots mm-hmm, come. Mm-hmm. Like, we have tips for each other. We give each other um, recommendations of shows to watch and things that are um, helpful to somebody who has anxiety. And I feel that these people who came to this group initially very shy, didn't even know if they could make the first class because their anxiety was so bad, are now... In a troupe. They're in an ensemble. Oh, my god! They gosh. didn't even realize that Lisa. they would get that way, right? It's just very cool. It's 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 an amazing thing. And I, it's not – I don't take responsibility for it. I'm just the teacher who's there, but I was get assigned But you're class. learning from it. I'm and, so – I'm learning so much from And it. so on that note, maybe just – I'm going to just do a quick commercial. Lisa okay. Brooke is teaching compassionate communication for couples. Coming up – on March 26th at Community Outwitch. Please join us for Compassionate Communication for Couples. And I also want to say a little something about anxiety that I just learned, and it's interesting. First of all, you're right. Everybody right now, we have low-grade anxiety, COVID, the world, Ukraine, everything. Um, 
But I was listening to this thing about anxiety and they talk about how we have anxiety, but some people suffer from anxiety disorder. Like it's different. Anxiety is something that everybody has. It's like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to be on a podcast. I'm nervous to, you know, go to this new job. That's different than suffering from anxiety. Being depressed is different than having depression, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I learned that this week. And also the idea of um, having anxiety is not I am anxiety. I love that distinction. And I love the idea that um, what you were saying, Lisa, about um, letting yourself fail. I think we, mm. we live in this world and possibly women have this feeling a bit more than men that we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to put on a face that we're okay and our world's okay look at our social media page we're happy everyone's good and we're doing cool things um and I think you know I know that I can pass that on to my daughter as well in the sense where if she has an issue I want to fix it for her right away as opposed to just listening and letting the problem sort of air out and um, so I think part of it is, is, is that itself that we can just live in a fall, fallible world and because it is, and why can't we allow that for ourselves? I love that. Thank yeah. you, Julie. Thanks. That's exactly it. Yeah. It was something you said really, um, really brought to mind my anxiety as a parent that, because social media is so prevalent and they're like they're always on it like even if they're not on their phones they're influenced by things they've Mm -hmm. seen or their friends are talking about it you know it's not as simple as like taking the computer away taking the phone away they are attached to it with an invisible Mm -hmm. cord I have to catch myself sometimes trying not to solve all the problems because I am, you can be like a, like a fire blanket, right? Like I'm going to put out the fire by just smothering the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we or didn't have this. it. Yeah. We, I didn't have these problems when I was a kid exactly the same way as my daughter did because I didn't have social media. So I wasn't aware of everything that was going on in the world at all times. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just had to wait till the problem I got some perspective Mm -hmm. on a problem Mm -hmm. and it worked itself out. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, because social media is so such a focus, I feel that fire blanket approach. Like, let me smother this problem before it becomes bigger because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of how big it could become Mm -hmm. because of social media. Right. Because the world is scary. You know? and, I, yeah. and, and you believe in, in acting is more powerful than waiting mm-hmm. or, or like you said, waiting for the answer or for better perspective or some time to pass. And I think what we're learning sometimes is just to give yourself, you know, the breather, center yourself and the answer m- may come to you or just solve itself. So acting isn't always the answer. And as actors, that might be hard for us and as mothers and as all of the roles that we play, um, it's hard to sometimes allow the the universe to give us the answer. Yeah. And I think, too, on that, it's listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast a couple weeks back. She said, when our kids come to us and say, this is the problem, and they tell it to us, is this a problem? 
Do you need my help to solve it? Mm-hmm. Or do you just need me to listen? Well, mm-hmm. that, that was mm-hmm. a beautiful thing that you talked about this morning. Mm-hmm. Our mutual friend, Jody, mm-hmm. who is doing a workshop, workshop at Community Outreach called Mothership. Oh, hey, Mothership. hold on a second. <laughs> Please come on down on Wednesday nights for Silent Meditation with Jody from 8 to 9 at Community Outreach. Hold on one second. I've got another commercial coming right in. Oh, it's coming right down the lines. <laughs> March 5th. At Community Outreach, we have Mothership. 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 Motherfuck. Where mothers are just waiting to get <laughs> fucked. No. Um, March 5th at uh, Community Outreach, we have Mothership. The unworkshop for moms to get support and tools for dealing with being moms. Uh, please join us at Community at Witch on March 5th. Back to you, Julie. Sorry, it was or me. Um, I was just saying that Julie had that, Jody had that great observation about uh, recognizing in a moment what somebody needs if they need you to fix their problems, which as moms may be our tendency mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. comfort. I mean, comfort and and. And like remo- remove the problems, yeah, problem solve all of those things, and we forget that just being an like therapists have taught me that sometimes the best thing to do is just let the person with the problem chat until they recognize their own solution. Yeah, as Jody said, when I said I have this situation, can I talk to you about it? She said, "Okay, hold before you start." Would you like me to listen or would you like me to help? I'm going to try that. <laughs> I'm going to try that with my kid. Try it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, and that's it's okay so to not know, those of you who are saying because I said, I don't know. Yeah. So it's okay to not know. Julie. And it's okay for the listener to not know either, right? Because yeah. you're presenting them with, you know, your own mm-hmm. problem, which they may not have any experience with or they may not. So... As a listener, don't don't feel obligated to know what to say or figure it out because mm-hmm. sometimes the best answer is I don't know either, but thanks for sharing. But man, I love it when somebody says I don't know because it makes me feel like I'm not alone in not knowing. Right, and, and normal. Yeah, say. Mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, Julie, yeah. do you have what something, have? like a moment that you transmuted or in which school we say we pivoted on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we often say shift happens. I love it. <laughs> you can pivot. You can have a moment of pivot where you hit a a marker in your life where it's like, fuck, this I didn't expect and this is really hard. And you pivot and it sends you to a place you didn't expect, you didn't count on or bank on or whatever, but it's actually better. Mm-hmm. It's actually teaching you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to go into my whole sad story of the last few years exactly, but I think um, with all of, uh, I've I've had some loss in my life. I've gone through a separation now. Um, I have ailing parents, just, you know, a, a lot to sort of reflect on and try to figure out. That's a full house. It's a full house. And um, I realized, too, that I... Um, that all of these things are obviously lessons um, as well. I'd rather have not lived through 
some of these things, losing sisters and so forth. But, you know, what are you going to do now, right? I, I, we can't go back. We can't change the past. Um, so then it is about going forward and transmuting that into, okay, so, you know, something I've always had trouble with is I don't recognize the person I was 20 years ago. You know, I know that those parts still exist in me and there's there's things that will always be me, but uh, I the lens is totally different now after having experienced a lot of different um, obstacles and emotions. And so it has transmuted me in so many ways, these things that I've gone through. But I think um, the major sort of a major turning point for me too was realizing what we were saying before that we just sometimes can't fix the problem. Sometimes the problem sometimes is stepping away for perspective, um, finding the people in your lives that uh, can share a little bit of the same experiences. And I was trying to shove myself into this, keeping up with the Joneses personality. And I, you know, I quickly realized I am not a Jones. I was born a with a big fat Greek last name, but regardless, like the, the concept of being like my neighbor, anyone else, just at some point I realized that I was just my singular, unique person made of my singular, unique experiences mm. that I can share with other people, but I, you know, no one will ever totally get it and I have to stop expecting that, right? So when I did that women's retreat with you guys and, um, and which changed my life, I didn't even want to go. I remember <laughs> I, I just was like, no, I have it all compartmentalized. It's all good. You know, I've, I've stopped that feeling and I've stopped feeling that. And I stopped like thinking about that and it's all working. And that retreat just sort of broke me open again. Um, that all of that that was inside me was so freaking valid and so you know miss jones beside me might be like wow you're you're effed up but miss lisa and shoshana didn't say that they just listened yeah. and they held me and they understood on many levels because we do have some shared experiences um but they also just just said this is your life. Like, I just realized this is my life. And it's, it's, it's kind of great because look where it, look what it's teaching me and look who I've met now because of these experiences mm. I've had and look where, you know, I could go and look where, you know, anything's possible. Anything's right? possible. Yeah, and anything's so possible. it just, instead of just, you know, I was in the mud for a while and I needed to be, and I'm not sort of above it now, but it's like, I, I love that mud. I'm going to spread that mud all over my body because it is, it has made me a, a, a more real person to myself and to others around me. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. I had to close my eyes for all of that. And oh, just, and cause sister. Thank you. I think that's so beautiful. And I, and I think it's really true. Like we were talking this, this morning about, um, it's difficult to gain 
perspective without loss, right? Because the loss cues up the lesson. So you wouldn't necessarily chase that lesson unless you were really desperately searching for some kind of relief or perspective, some solution. Mm -hmm. It's like the loss is the stage manager. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, talk more. Well, just like you're going to do it anyway. Like, it's going to hurt. Like, life is going to be hard mm-hmm. and going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the loss is the stage manager that says, okay, you're up. Like, head in. You got five minutes. This is your two-minute call for loss. Yeah, <laughs> and go in there and fail spectacularly. Because if yeah. you fail, you're going to learn more yeah. than if you had complete success. You'll just go out and you know, celebrate that win and get drunk and forget it and revel and people will will repeat your voice back to you and how amazing you were. But if you fail, you will look at why you failed. You will examine Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. the steps were that got you to the loss. Right, which is... And then the idea is to change the next time you won't feel that pain, which that might be a pipe dream because you know life is full of pain. Sure. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, life is oh, full of pain. Shit. I, I'm You've dropping a truth bomb on everyone. Dead. No, guys. Bad news. Um, Yelp review. <laughs> thumbs up on life. Lots of pain. <laughs> Lots of pain. Some transmutation. Well, yeah. I I love the idea when you when I when you're saying that you're on stage like that that sort of analogy because also. And again, this is me about just kind of owning myself. Is you, you're going to be surprised? Your audience is going to appreciate that truth. You know, Absolutely. your audience is going to be like, "Oh shit! I thought she was going to tell her, you know, those jokes that we all know that she does and loves." Mm-hmm. But oh no, she's gonna she's gonna say something that I connect with or I don't connect with. But fuck, she's that's that's some real shit. And so I think mm. we forget that. That people are waiting for that um, that honesty and mm-hmm. waiting for that someone to share anything that might be real. Sometimes you don't want that, so don't you know? Uh, and that's fair too. You're, I'm gonna watch you know Netflix for ten hours straight, but I also sometimes I want to be confronted with with life and realness mm-hmm. and and love mm-hmm. and support and all of that. So just remember, your audience doesn't always want to be what's the word satiated or whatever the word is or lulled or whatever sometimes they they're waiting for someone to, well, we to shake to, it up we don't go to theater to see people like dunking on life right and right. and winning i know it's my favorite expression um <laughs> we don't go for that we go to see recognizable human behavior we go mm-hmm. to see pain and suffering and how are these people dealing with it and what what's something that happened in someone else's life that's even worse than the shit I'm going through. Yeah, the schadenfreude of it. But then when you see yourself reflected on stage, even if it's not exactly, even if it's just a grain, if it's a grain of of that familiar feeling, you can recognize yourself in it, it's such a great release. It allowed that person, I get to watch them feel it. And I feel just a bit of it, and it lets me go. Or it takes me deeper in into what we are talking about before, which is know thyself, right? I just, um, I've got to I keep recommending this book, but I'm going to recommend it again. The Midnight Library, you've, you've listened to it on audiobook. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it on audiobook. Julie's going to listen to it. You guys should too. Um, 
it talks about regrets and um, what if we'd chosen a different path. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's so validating to know that like, no matter what path you choose in life, there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be mm -hmm. like you, if you trade your life now for somebody else's life or a different version of your life, it doesn't guarantee you. No, you will not feel the you pain. You still got to meet the stage manager. Yeah. And that stage manager is, can be ushering you to a beautiful moment or a really tough moment. Mm -hmm. Either way, you're going out. <laughs> like yeah. you're getting on stage. Yeah. I want to draw a card. Okay, let's do it then. We're uh, drawing today from the Kim Kranz Archetypes deck. My favorite. I think Julie should draw this card. Oh, Ooh, great idea. Hey. The crone. Oh, nice. Which is the sort of the stage that we're heading into. I like to think that I'm in my queen phase right now, right before the crone. Yeah. But the crone is, we talk about the different stages of a woman's existence. There's the maiden, which is when we are in mm -hmm. that phase of, you know, the first part of life when we're sort of students, we're learning, we're making all our mistakes, we're young, we're carefree. And then we moved into the mother phase, which whether you're biologically a mother or not, um, we become mothers at our places of work or, or like managing people mm -hmm. or stewards. We're caring for other people. So we're filtering um, other people's experience through our experience and sheltering them. Then there's the queen, Girl. which is like when we are not maybe needing to nurture babies or um, people who are super, super needy, but we're able to have a little bit of our own agency mm -hmm. and be a bit free from the mother role. We're the queen. And the crone is the final phase, which is the wise woman where we move from queen into mm -hmm. absolute leadership right? and it used to be it, that it was the the triple goddess was just like the maiden mother crone but then we lived a long time and so they added the queen <laughs> because it is the time when we actually get to be the ruler of our own lives when we're not mothering when we're not figuring out who we are, but we're moving into the all-knowing. So the, the crone has amalgamated all the phases and is ready to guide mm -hmm. other people through the process. The crone, the witch, the old woman, the sage, the crone has seen it all. Nothing frightens or surprises her. She is the final manifestation in the feminine trifecta of maiden mother crone. In her long life, she's witnessed endless cycles of death, sex, failure, rebirth, conflict, and regeneration, giving her the ability to rise above the world of duality. She laughs at the notions of good or bad, right or wrong. She has seen the earth churning, smoldering, taking life, and giving life. The crone energy accepts everything in, devouring beauty and suffering with the same mouth, using their energy to reveal hidden secrets and knowledge. Her energy resides in all of us, though it is feared by most for its power and unconventional relationship with death and the macabre. Awakening the crone is dangerously rich and unapologetically magic. When light, magic, clairvoyant, psychic, intuitive, wise. When dark, vindictive, bitter, isolated, ostracized. The crone has difficult time with tolerating superficial, petty day-to-day -day musings. She moves away from such relationships and seeks a deeper path, even if this means a more solitary life. I I'm definitely in his. Uh, the crone is the master <laughs> of letting go and residing in what is. 
she rejects nothing that groan is often seen with the crow smoke night and the moon wow thoughts yeah man wow because i don't uh what I take from it as pulling that card, because I pulled that card and I think I'm, I'm still going through many a phase, um, but uh, that instinct thing and the not knowing sometimes what's, what's right or wrong, but listening to just myself um, and, it, it, and, not, and not seeing it as a right or wrong, just what I need what I want to survive, to thrive, to be at peace. Um, so I like the, I like this devouring because I can't say I can, I fucking, I liked as crazy as my life has been. I've, I've, I've loved it and I won't, I won't regret it because there's been such greatness in it too. Um, and, and I do still look around and I, and I still wonder and, and get excited of nature and beauty and, you know, uh, just all the wonders and mysteries of this world. But I also, oof, can I, I can get down, I can get down and, and wallow and get bitter and all that, all that. And I, and I want to include that in my life because to say that I, that wouldn't be me. That would not be me mm. to not include all of that other stuff too. So, so that said, I just, uh, I go back to the instincts because I think whether it's right or wrong, I think when you go when you go inside, you know what is right for you for the most part, at least even in that moment. Well said, yeah, Jules. Really amazing. Well Whoa, said. I can't even. Yeah. And then when you said that too, I was thinking, I we we don't I don't think we have to land on these phases. I think mm -hmm. what Shoshana said about the triple goddess containing all of those elements. I think we do even when we're young we have elements of the crone that pop up mm. i see them in my daughter all the time mm -hmm. she's able to draw on her very small number of years experience to pull out these gigantic pieces of wisdom mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. so like god i hope you remember that all the way through your life because that's so right that's your mm -hmm. that's the lit runway for your life mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i also think what you were saying was amazing about not regretting any of the failures, not regretting any of the mess of your life. That's what we were talking about, about failing, right? And being, that's how, that's how you're queuing up lessons by making mistakes. We should be making all the mistakes we possibly can because that's where the source of our greatest learning comes from. Yeah. So. What do we say? Fail forward. Fail forward. Ah, yeah. Fail like good. It. Fail spectacularly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I love the card. I love that. It's card. my favorite card. The crone is like, I feel it. I see it. I see it in myself. I see it. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a, a very good friend who's four, <laughs> and I see her in it, you know, and the, the croneness and and the welcoming and appreciation and the fear of it, the darkness of it. Like, I love how dark that card is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that we accept that about ourselves, that we have that darkness. It's the, the crone, we think of it, we think of it as an old woman, haggard with like, mm -hmm. you know, but really the way that it's presented in that card is the mystery, the smoke, the darkness. Like, mm -hmm. what if 
by living our lives and going forward and failing and failing and failing, we're actually heading into the best, mm -hmm. most mysterious, most magical time of our lives. Mm -hmm. What if? Mm -hmm. Well, the shadow is part of it. Yeah. Like it can't always be light. And I think it's a myth and not a good one that um, that only good things are light. Mm. So, mm -hmm. yep. which is transmutation. Right. Bam, full circle, done it, did it. <laughs> Yay, Julie! Are you experiencing climate change? Don't let them tell you it's menopause.